Hi friends, it's Brittany Moses, and you're listening to the Faith and Mental Wellness Podcast, the podcast at the intersection of faith, culture, and mental health, where we get to dive into expert insights and the realities of those with lived experience to help us live more insightful, connected, and wholehearted lives. We understand that the views shared here are respectively held by each individual and is not a substitute for professional care or an alternative to seeking personal help from a clinician or provider and is ours to discern. So sit with us. You're listening to episode 26. I don't know what uncertainties today may bring for you. Maybe there's a knot of anxiety clouding the back of your mind about how work is going to pan out for you after all of this. Maybe you've been feeling less productive than you think you should be with all the time that you have now, but being home has wrapped you into a slump that's really hard to break out of. Maybe you're feeling overwhelmed and even slightly annoyed by the constant flood of news and social media posts and conspiracies and you just want to withdraw from it all so you can have peace of mind. Maybe you've just been feeling utterly alone and the silence is slowly but surely getting to you. It's causing you to sit with your thoughts and some days those ruminations might feel like a sinkhole. You know, I, uh, I wouldn't expect you to feel any differently considering the circumstances. It would be understandable that each day brings a different series of emotions and that you'd feel unstable and adrift sometimes. One day you may feel like you're adapting and getting your life together piece by piece and other days you may feel like this is bringing out the worst in you. We tend to struggle with this dissonance between what's called our real self versus our ideal self. We have a picture of ourselves in our heads of how we should be behaving or responding or showing up no matter what, especially in comparison to the highlight reel of those we admire during this time, which is honestly uh, just a fragment of where they really are. But The truth is that we're human beings, not programmed machines. It's both unrealistic and unfair to not allow yourself the human process of patience, growth, recovery, and a space for flexibility with yourself from day to day. We are experiencing a collective loss right now. What we're carrying is grief. We're grieving the loss of normalcy and the routine of the life we're used to. Even if we despised some parts of that routine, like sitting in traffic or through an early morning class, having to clock in or deal with a challenging coworker, it still gave us some sense of control over our lives. We kind of knew what to expect each day. We're grieving our usual freedoms, you know, seeing a friend or our church community when we want to, going out to eat, the autonomy of taking a drive to get to where we want to go. Maybe a love relationship has been affected by the distance or from the confinement of being around each other all the time. You know, the idea of change has always been that constant thing that's hard for everyone to cope with. But to face so many changes, collectively and personally, all at once, can really sweep us off our feet, especially when they've come quicker than we thought. It kind of creeps up on you until you realize that just like that, you're in a totally different place than you thought you'd be and you lost more than you expected. 
And how we're navigating this time is going to look different for each of us based on the circumstances we're living with individually. You know, no blanket statement of positivity is going to meet everyone during this time. Some are literally stuck in abusive situations or lacking the resources they didn't have the privilege to prepare for or carrying the extra weight of navigating all of this through a pre-existing mental health condition. We're challenged to stand on the truth of hope in our faith without bypassing the reality of our current times and those around us. Trusting God doesn't mean ignoring preventative measures or evidence-based advice or the fact that this is going to be a turbulent experience for a number of people. Likewise, having real concerns about the future and wanting to be prepared doesn't mean you're not trusting God. This is the time for faith, wisdom, and works. So I will say this. When we're faced with the unknown and our shame and doubts are stacked against us, we're going to have to choose to cope mentally in ways that maybe we haven't had to ever or in a long time or aren't used to. This means having a flexible and adaptable mindset that is willing to take one day at a time, surrender the rest to God, and meet each day with both grace for yourself and the steadfastness to sometimes commit yourself to the work and activities that will be good for our overall health, even when we don't feel like it. This may mean coming face to face with the areas where you have misplaced your worth and identity. What external things have you been tying your value to and defining yourself by? Or what have you been trying to prove for others to find you worthy? Being separated from some of those things are a chance to sober ourselves to this. Remember, God called and created you as inherently worthy through Christ before anyone had an opinion and without any of your doing. Your worthiness is not something you earn. It's something you carry. It's not in your doing. It's in your being. Learn how to let your soul be at rest in this during this time. Lately, I've been taking some steps back, uh, reorienting myself to adjust to new changes, finding solitude and grounding within my own internal life, uh, putting some necessary boundaries in place, looking at credible research, and thinking critically about how to approach the many conversations taking place right now. Or if I need to step back and utilize this time to do less instead of more and focus on the things that matter most in my life. So I thought I'd share some of the more practical tips mental health professionals are recommending during this time. Um, And the first one is to keep perspective. Remember that proportionally, a majority of these COVID-19 cases will be mild. The absolute worst ones will get more media attention and focus. This is how media works and always has. It feeds off of our worst fears. And our brain and body is wired to keep us safe. So if you've been feeling dysregulated or hypervigilant and on edge, realize that your body is just doing its job with the information that it's being fed. But try to regularly pause long enough to remind yourself that 
the worst of what you're seeing on the forefront is not a representative of the majority of people. And as long as you're walking in sound advice from reputable health professionals, you are doing the best you can and will most likely manage through this. As long as we're practicing reasonable hygiene, washing our hands or sanitizing, ideally after any public encounters, before touching our face, we can kill any existing germs before they have any chance of entering our bodies. We also have the control of staying inside to reduce the spread or being exposed for the time being. This leads me to our second point of setting boundaries around your news intake. Staying informed doesn't equal oversaturating yourself in every single detail. Studies have shown that too much media exposure can undermine our mental health. That may look like muting some folks online during this time or telling some loved ones that you appreciate them for keeping you up to date, but right now you need to take care of your health. And I get it. The multitude of conspiracies are addicting because they serve us in some way. They give us an assumed sense of clarity of the unknown future. They make us feel like we can have some control over the future to prepare for. When we feel like we're in danger, it's a natural drive for us to assume and grasp for safety and control however we can. You know, Proverbs 27 verse 1 says, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you don't know what a day may bring. And Jesus reminds us in Matthew 6.24 that today has enough of its own worries to deal with. One of the best things we know we can do for sure is take care of the facts in front of us. And once we've oriented ourselves accordingly, be okay with taking regular breaks to reclaim your mind and your soul. You are the only one who can take care of yourself best during this time. Stick with reputable sources like the World Health Organization, the Center for Disease Control, or updates from your state and county, and trust that you are resilient and adaptable enough to make it through as you have through 100% of your trials up to this point. The third point that's been commonly raised is that separation doesn't mean isolation, Whether you're introverted or extroverted, it doesn't matter. We are all biologically wired for genuine connection. Our bodies are literally filled with neurochemicals like oxytocin and dopamine or mirror neurons or systems that help regulate us when the safety of loved ones are near that are all meant to keep us bonded with people and healthy attachments. On the flip side, research has found that prolonged isolation can be as damaging as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Uh, So, you know, break the bondage of isolation even when you don't feel like it by getting on a call or video with loved ones regularly. I know for me, this has been an area that I've really been forced to grow on during this time, which I appreciate. You know, I got on the phone with a friend from like third grade the other day. Um, There are some really great apps out there right now. Some apps that me and my friends use are Marco Polo, which is great because it's kind of a group video chat that you can just check throughout day to day. Um, There are apps like House Party where you can play games with your friends. Obviously, there's Skype and Zoom um, and different things like that. So, you know, try to have a friend state. Netflix has online viewing parties where you can watch movies together. 
So try to get out of that funk of isolation because I know what that feels like when you are withdrawn and isolated. It kind of fuels more feelings of wanting to withdraw and be isolated. And so you have to take a step of moving past what you feel and break out of that by giving someone a call, videoing someone, and chances are you will feel so much better once you've done it. Um, And once you've made that connection that your body is craving. Fourthly, consider creating a routine in your day, whether it's a morning routine or an evening routine, something that'll kind of condition signals to your body that it's a new day and it's time to get started, Uh, you know, whether that is making a cup of tea or coffee or getting in the word or doing some stretching or going outside for a walk or doing a like facial routine, hopping in the shower, uh, whatever that is that will be your body's signal of waking up and winding down uh, so that it kind of picks up this cycle of routine because being home all this time can kind of give us a lost sense of time, right? I know for me it's kind of felt like a perpetual weekend, especially with my son being home. Uh, So you can condition your body for those things uh, with routines. We may not be able to control the future, but we can create a new sense of normalcy around our day-to-day that can help reframe a sense of security and productivity, you know, to the best of our ability. Lastly, this is a great time to utilize online therapy. Um, You know, there's telemental health now where you can do it via, you know, video or via the phone or via text message. This is where technology really is such a great resource during this time. Um, I personally have a therapist that I connect with online weekly. It's a breath of fresh air and helps me stay grounded. Um, Some of you know that's something that's just a part of my own mental health journey and staying rooted. And so feel free to check out BetterHelp at the link in the show notes. Um, They are one of my sponsors here and I've been using them really, really great. And if you already have a therapist or you've had one in the past that you want to reconnect with, I'm pretty sure that a lot of them are offering some of their services online. So check in with that. Check out my recent podcast episode number three, for all things therapy, how to start, what to expect, where to look, just to get an idea of what that's like and why it's awesome to have on your side. I'm praying for you guys, especially during this time that you're taking care of yourselves um, to the best of your ability. I know that's what I'm doing right now um, as we're all adjusting. Hopefully I'll be able to do more of these sooner than later, but I did want to just pop in and give a quick word. As some of you may have noticed, I took a brief pause from this podcast for the past couple weeks just to be sensitive and attuned to what's going on. So thank you guys for spending your time with me today. Until next time.